It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello and welcome to the Bedpost Podcast. I, of course, am your host, Erin Pym. And what I like to do here on the pod usually is bring fun and sexy guests into the studio to talk about sex and sexuality with me. But today, it's almost the end of the year, folks. I think it's time for a clip show. Um, <laughs> real talk. I, um, you know, I had, I was sick for three weeks um, and then I had my hand surgery and then it was the holidays and, um, wow, it's hard to keep up with a weekly podcast when <laughs> you have been, you know, under the weather slash, it's just not the time for people to be having, you know, extra time and energy to like do my podcast. So here I am at the end of the year during the holiday season, trying to figure out, you know, um, how I can still release an episode. (laughs) Real, real talk, real talk. (laughs) So I was thinking of, you know, I have a couple kind of backup plans when I can't find a guest, um, and I have nothing banked. I have a couple formats that I do, you know, there's like Q and A's with me that I've done in the the past. Sometimes I'll do like a Patreon preview. Um, and only one other time have I done a clip show. So I thought, Hey, I think this is the perfect opportunity. So what I thought I would do, um, is a top 10, uh, I'm going to say, most memorable episodes from this year for me. I don't want to say like best episodes or um, because they're all great and all my guests are great and I appreciate appreciate them all so much. Um, For me, when I was just like scanning back through the titles, what I was gravitated to was like at times I kind of got surprised by something or just something like a part of it stuck out to me in some way. So as I scan back through this year, if a part of the episode felt significant to me in some way, and that's a very personal way to choose a top 10. It's just a very personal thing. So that said, I mean, I had so many awesome guests this year. Also, I think ones that ended up going in the top 10, since they're memorable, it means that like, maybe the topic was kind of a little unique that time or like I did a super silly one that's a bit outside of format or I did a super serious one 
that's a bit out of, you know, the usual kind of vibe. So anyway, that's a long winded way of uh, (laughs) apologizing to everyone that I didn't include in the top 10. And I, oh boy, it was tough. Not only because I created a hell of a lot of editing work for myself with this clip show, (laughs) but also I was like, it was really just hard to choose uh, a top 10 most memorable. However, I managed. And just like a traditional top 10 list, we're going to start at number 10, which is episode 404 with Virginia from Slow Burn Leather. Okay. So Virginia just has such a lovely, grounded energy. I didn't know her at all before interviewing her. I knew her business. I followed her socials. I've seen all the different unique, gorgeous leather wear that she crafts. And then something that was so awesome, it's this thing she called ritual craft. And she talked about all this like intentionality that goes into what she does. And we talked about everything. I have a a connection to leather as well, because I wear it a lot in my work. And we talked about everything from like, how leather carries stories, how you can imbue intentionality into your leather. Like for instance, when you put on a collar at the beginning of a session, that was something I contributed, contributed from my lens is like, we put on a collar and we talk about what is this a symbol for? You know what I mean? And she presented this thing of like, well, you can do that with any of your leather pieces. And um, I just both dug her vibe. And then also, I think I just recorded a TikTok where I talked about like all the different reasons a dominatrix might wear leather. So it was like, it could be that it's very durable. It could be that you can move around in it easily. It could be that it's like a status symbol because it's expensive, you know, and maybe took you a while to afford it. It could be related to a fetish or kink, you know, the smell of it or the feel of it on your body. It could be heralding back to like queer culture or old guard like kink culture and all these things. So all of that stuff was kind of fresh in my mind for this interview. And I just love that we talked about leather for an hour. So here's the clip. I just kind of scanned through and um, picked a little part out of our conversation. So here it is. Uh, Once again, it's episode 404. If you want to listen to the whole thing, here is Virginia from Slow Burn Leather. It can also really add to how you feel in a scene how your body feels in a scene Mm -hmm. um and like what energy you bring to a scene can really come from like what you're wearing what shoes you're wearing like all that stuff absolutely uh it it, it looks freaking fantastic (laughs) right you feel hot you feel confident you feel sexy you feel badass Mm -hmm. like all that all those things come into it the first time I ever went to Northbound's new location in Liberty Village. Yeah. Um, I, I tried on this top and I didn't know what to expect. Um, it was just like a halter top, lots of cleavage, I was going to suppose. Um, and it was like a little bit tailored. Uh, so when I put it on and then I looked into the mirror, I'm like, everything completely transformed. Pow. Wow. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> the things that leather does for you, the way it 
it molds to your body with with heat, with warmth, and it's a second skin. I think there is something immensely special about that property, and it's it's a beautiful thing. You can you can honor you can honor other people's lives in it, not just animal life, but also the memory of other people when you wear leather. Because the le- the leather harness is not just a simple accessory, but it has so much like historical and cultural like meaning imbued into it. It's a symbol. <laughs> Ooh, that's it. I mean, again, you're you're ticking all the boxes. Because that's again another thing I said. I'm like, this can be from like queer queer culture. You know, this can be from like old leather guard old guard kink culture um so you can be bringing like those roots into um into why you wear it as well and then and then that's interesting that you said also like other people's stories something else Mm -hmm. i thought of that um i thought of was like i have a lot of secondhand leather pieces too so like you know again with the thing that they're super long lasting it's like this has even had a whole other you know lifetime with another person before I purchased it from a vintage store, you know what I mean? So that's another cool thing. It's like, who wore this? Like, what were they about? Um, and what energy is is in this article that I'm wearing? <laughs> no, absolutely. I um, I hope to, like, someday run, like, a leather gear exchange. Um, maybe some people have outgrown some things. Maybe it's no longer their vibe. Um, but just to, like, even pass on some leather accessories or gloves or implements and whatnot to to like baby queers or people just starting out in this scene and them being able to carry that little bit of that little bit piece of you with them wherever they go i think that's special oh and i mean that's might even be a cool little ritual between like a mentor and you know somebody that's like learning from them that would be a beautiful gesture i think so yeah i think toronto definitely needs more more leather events for sure something like that yeah, yeah, I agree. And the other thing I'll add about Virginia that after that I had I had the pleasure of meeting them in person and they were just as lovely, nay lovelier when I did meet them and hanging out with them and actually getting to know uh, them a bit more outside of their business. So, okay, going back to the list here, number nine, episode 395 with Uncle Teddy. Okay, so this is why I said that about meeting Virginia, um, and that probably influenced my decision a bit meeting them and realizing how great they were. Same thing with Uncle Teddy. Like, I'm obsessed with Uncle Teddy. (laughs) He's the best. And this episode... Like the the podcast was the first time we had talked, um, and then I ended up meeting him later, uh, and I think I fangirled so hard uh, <laughs> at some kick of it. I was um, I was a little buzzed, and I think I just like screamed in his face because I was just so excited to meet him in person. <laughs> anyway, this episode, why it kind of stuck out to me in my brain that. Um, I was surprised in such like such an awesome way by how real he got with this conversation like dare I say vulnerable right and um I just loved that so much like that felt really important um 
not only just like to me that he would share that with me, but, you know, that he would consider this podcast a safe, a safe space to share this type of stuff. And also, I think that's going to be uh, super valuable, you know, to anyone that hears our conversation, specifically the part where we talked about like, body image within the work that we do. Um, yeah, so I clipped a bit of that conversation. And once again, if you want to hear the whole thing, it's episode 395 with Uncle Teddy. And folks, I'm still waiting for my Uncle Teddy duo. Where is it? Where are you clients? <laughs> anyway, here's my amazing conversation with Uncle Teddy. Because like, like, at least for myself, you know, like, it's hard for me to put myself in places where I'm, I'm feeling the, the Gucci, you know what I mean? Like, like, I, I, <laughs> you know, like, is that a good way to say it? Like, cause like, I'm so, I'm so like, I don't know, I, I've always got this like idea that I'm like, sort of like ramshackled or something. I don't know, you know, like, like, like. Like, I dress like a hobo or something, you know? I mean, I think that comes from, like, you know, again, that, like, toxic script of what we're told success is supposed to look yeah, like. Yeah, um, yeah, very true, very true. You know, so I think that's a bit of that mm-hmm. that happens. And, like, mm-hmm. yeah, on one mm-hmm. hand, we embrace, like, our alternative kind of lifestyle and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But on the other time, we do definitely still feel those kind of that shame or judgment or pressure um, oh, yeah. from that script of like, well, you know, we're, it's cool. We're embracing it. And that's mm-hmm. our whole vibe now, but you know, it's still influencing us a little bit and like being like, well, maybe I'm a bit broken and that's why I do this work. Like those thoughts come in for sure. Of course. Of course. Yeah. And I mean, and I mean like, like honestly, like don't get me wrong. Like, like again, like it, I, I bite to my horn sometimes, but like it, like it's a lot of work maintaining it. You know what I mean? Like, and like I'm constantly like questioning like like do I even belong? You know what I mean? Like yeah. and that 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 that's another like big one, you know? Like and it's like 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 how do I know if, you know, like like what I am doing even though it's gotten the somewhat okay response that it has. Somewhat okay. <laughs> like, oh my God. Not somewhat okay like, again. <laughs> like as long <laughs> like like but like should I like you know what I mean like it's a constant question and and I'm always chasing something you know like like yeah I I might like like you you look like like I look a certain way you know mm-hmm. what I mean and like and a lot of that like like it's like um like like it's obsessive behavior you know what I mean like like at the yeah. end of the day like I like I'm suffering from like like my eating disorder, sorry, trigger warning, I shouldn't say that just like right away, but like, like my, that like it, it like it might not look the same way that it, it, it's supposed to, but I mean, like, it's very much the same thing. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm counting and making sure I like, you know, portion off my life in a certain way to look a certain way, you know, and like, like, yeah, that's tough. That's, that's, yeah, people that have like dysphoric, dysphoria with their body like this type Mm -hmm. of work can be tough because it's so aesthetic based right exactly precisely (laughs) and sometimes it can like fuel that thing of like i mean somebody called me chunky 
fucking on Twitter the other day. And Jesus. I was like, yeah, I was like, excuse me. And like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like embracing my curves and stuff. And like, you know, I just turned 40 as well. So like, you know, I'm up there too. And like, yeah, happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but like, yeah, it's, it's like, I can't say that didn't cut a little bit. Cause I know I've been of putting course. on weight and like, yeah, I like it. I like having a fat ass and that can be a fun mm-hmm. thing to like of feel. I, I mean, I'm a big fan, you know? Like... Yeah. Yeah. And me too. But I can't say that didn't cut a bit, you know? Yeah. And I yeah, like to laugh yeah. it off and whatever, but like, yeah, stuff like that. It, this type of work can be yeah. tough for body image, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and, and, like, you feel like it's so tied to it, too, you know what I mean? And it's, like, um, like it, it, if you're not constantly, you feel like if you're not constantly trying to perfect that, that then, like, well, what am I doing here, you know what I mean? It, it's right. it's a very big struggle, and, and it's hard not letting those things get in, even when, like, you know full well, like, if you could, like, fly on the wall half of these people that are saying this kind of oh stuff God, to you, right? and you're just, like, you're just, like, yeah, yeah, sure, I'm the chunky one. Yeah, okay, you. thank you very much. Yeah, you. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you gotta it's take that it protection with a of the screen. Of course, of course, you know, because, like, you know, they like try and say like, like social media is fake. You know what I mean? Like, like no matter what, nobody's as put together as, as, as they, they, they want to appear on social media. Okay. Number eight on our top 10 list is episode 415 with Cupcake Sinclair. Now, lots of reasons why this one stands out to me, but like, this is somebody I've wanted on my podcast for so long so long have I followed her Twitter and just been amused amazed in awe the three A's of um her content and her craft and her performance stuff like I just yeah I had admired her another A I had admired her for a very long time and we kind of like we're gonna do it and then had to get rescheduled and was left for a year and it was like off and on like this for a while so man the the moment it finally happened I was like beside myself excited and um I think you can definitely tell in this clip how excited I am to talk to Cupcake so here it is if you want to hear the full episode it is episode 415 with Cupcake Sinclair so okay no, oh know what I thought I'd do mm. Because I keep commenting on every time I see, like, auto-tweet a clip you've sold. I just want to give people an idea, okay, (laughs) of the range. The range of you. Are you okay with this? Yeah, I love it. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Maybe if you want to just tell me a little anecdote, maybe a little something about each one. Is that something we could do? Yeah, let's go. Okay, I'm literally just on your Twitter. The first one that comes up is Bitch Bread and Banged Again. <laughs> it's the again for me. Again. Again. <laughs> well, because you know it's a part two, so. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was me incorporating. Um, pregnancy fetish, inflation fetish, and just submissive degradation, humiliation, kind of free use ideas to kind of create the idea of like, oh, my my owner 
you know, fully owns my body. And so, look, he's knocking me up again to show the world that, like, I'm, I've been bred and that I'm somebody else's and, like, those kind of concepts. Perfect. With a big old pillow under my tummy. <laughs> yeah, big ass belly. Love it. Okay, this is interesting. And I genuinely don't know what this means, really. Well, I guess, okay, okay, I might get it. But anyways, <laughs> renouncing my regular life. I'm so devoted to my owner that I am going to quit work. I'm going to isolate myself. I'm going to be at his becking call day and night, 24-7, because I am collared and owned, and my devotion is towards him. Well said. <laughs> Enough said. Now I get it. Oh, this is kind of fun. Your secret submissive, and it's an audio only clip. Yeah. Um, so that one was more of a, uh, with me as like the cuck approach, so um, the person, the imaginary POV is, you know, someone who is a dom in a relationship with someone who might be a normie and no one can find out about me. But because I'm submissive and I have a humiliation fetish and into cuckolding, it's OK. And I'm the secret submissive. I'm the secret other woman, just kinky. <laughs> it's a secret. Oh yeah. Okay, this one, I legit LOL'd when I first read it. Okay. <laughs> you see where the English major is coming in. I love alliteration. Like <laughs> This is so good. Supergirl is super farty, all caps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Thank you. Oh yeah, I don't I don't do a lot of fart fetish stuff often, but I just, you know, I, I had a, a wild gas up my ass one day and I was like, you know, I've got the Supergirl costume. What if her farts were just super explosive? Like, what would that look like? She's super in all the other ways. You know, her farts are going to be kicking like. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't. So funny. OK, so slight change of pace here for my number seven on the top 10. It is episode 386 with Rachel from Aborsh. So Rachel has a podcast called Aborsh Pod that talks about abortion in Canada. And um, I forget who reached out to who um, about my interview with her. But, um, you know, a lot of times I have fairly light topics, you know, but for me, I it, I just really want to, you know, dig in a bit to stuff that's a little more serious. Um, so this was an episode where we talked about abortion. Um, and at the time, it was very topical. Also, there was stuff happening with like abortion legislation. And um, so it was topical. And then it was also, you know, obviously, I want to get information out to people. And this was somebody that uh, knows a lot about this, both through research for her podcast and also her personal experience. And, um, you know, all of that was so great. Uh, the fact that, you know, hopefully some people learn some stuff about their abortion rights listening to this. For me, my most memorable part of this episode with Rachel was where she talked about step-by-step step her experience with having an abortion. Um, and it was emotional, um, frustrating, um, empowering, like 
the whole range of emotions. And I was just so grateful for her, um, to her for sharing her story with us. Um, and yeah, if you want to go over to her podcast, Abortion Pod, she just closed a run of a one woman show of the same uh, subject matter. And uh, once again, if you want to hear our full episode, it is episode 386 with Rachel from Abortion. Here's a clip. <laughs> I was like, okay, how well, do shit. I get an abortion? Exactly. And he's like, I say, how can I get an abortion? And he goes, you don't have a partner? And I go, no, I do. He says, okay, it's not a committed relationship. I go, uh, no, we've been together for three years. He goes, well, why don't you want the baby? I go, oh. I don't make enough money to have a baby. He's like, well, how much money do you make? And I'm like, just trying to be a good patient and like answer his questions instead of being like, that's none of your business. How much money do you make, doctor? Sure. Yeah. But I tell him, I'm like, at at the time, I was like, I'm making 30000 a year. He's like, okay, how much does your partner make? And I go, like, he's making seventy five. And he goes, well, you guys are making more than 100000 as a couple. A lot of people raise kids on less than that. Wow. <laughs> and I go, okay, how do I get an abortion? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back to my original inquiry of how do I get an abortion? Yeah. Jesus Christ. I know. And he told me to go to a walk-in clinic. Now, to this doctor's defense, even though his line of questioning was entirely inappropriate, there I had a complicated circumstance in that this was a Friday, and the next day I was flying back to Vancouver for a month because this was around the holidays, and I had already planned to go and be with my family for, for the holidays. So... From his perspective, he's like, well, I can only bill you for this clinic, like for this this doctor's visit. Uh, once you're in BC, you're out of my jurisdiction. Uh, good luck. Wow. <laughs> like, That's tough. That, you know? Yeah. So that was like a, wow, didn't expect that to go that way. Um, yeah. And not that there's ever a good time to get an abortion, but <laughs> that seems... <laughs> That exactly. seems like very poor timing for that to happen. Yeah. <sighs> very poor timing. Very poor. And I, you know, walked out of the office and then I realized, shit, I have no idea how you get an abortion. Like, yeah. you know, I, my whole life, very pro-abortion, very proud to, you know, live in the decriminalized landscape of Canada but I had no, no idea. I thought yeah. like, well, you just go to your doctor and then they, they hook you up. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so I called my mom and uh, told her the news. And she was relieved because I was like, I have disappointing news. And then I told her I was pregnant. She was like, oh, thank God. I thought you were going to say you weren't coming home for Christmas. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, I know. Such a great mom. <laughs> Moms. And I was also, I was working that day too. And the, and like, just again, bless my mom. And that day I was working as a shoe shiner uh, on Bay Street. And it's a, it's a gig economy job. Like you don't make an hourly wage. You're paid by the number of shoes you shine. It was my last day of work before taking time off for the holidays. My mom knew this and she was like, get back to work, like make your last batch of money for the year. I'll figure out where you can do this in Vancouver. Wow. Ugh. I know. Because so many people I feel like would be in this position, as you're saying, like, I don't know how to fucking get an abortion and not have any supportive figures. Support. Yeah. So 
Ugh, that's exactly. Just, that's heartbreaking so, in the best way that she was like, you go to work, I'll figure this out. Like, that's, that's, I know. Oof, that's so great. I know. Yeah. Deep love. Deep yeah. love. Yeah. And like, so, so, and that was my first thing too of exactly that. Like, gosh, what would this be like if I was a person who couldn't share this with my family? Yeah. You know, or, you know, was alone in many other capacities in the world. So, or I didn't that, have right like, away a committed I was, partner, or I didn't yet yeah, like all these exactly. things. I didn't live in Canada. I didn't like whatever. Exactly, exactly. So my mom, my mom called all the abortion clinics. There are there's actually four in Vancouver, but at the time, uh, because of Google, one's in a hospital. So she didn't think it was like something you could just. She thought you would have to be referred to that one. So she called okay. the three freestanding clinics. Um, and the earliest that those th- of those three clinics somebody could see me was in 10 days. Okay. So this is important because when we're going to talk about some of the like things that are happening right now with abortion, this is important, this timeline, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then again, <laughs> taking a hard left turn. Uh, We're going for number six. We're going for episode 392 with Polly Pocket. Now, this episode was pretty wild. Uh, (laughs) She's a wild woman, and you cannot tame a wild woman. You just go with the flow, and we had the most fun. Oh, my God. I just, like... I just let her talk and I was just like listening and like laughing at her the whole episode. <laughs> so you will hear um, this like little clip of uh, she just like would tell these stories of her with her submissives. Um, this is a fin dom story. And like this episode is jam packed with hilarious anecdotes, anecdotes like this. So if that's the kind of episode you're into, you will absolutely love episode 392 with Polly Pocket. I want I want some trees real quick and he's like, Oh well my cash app isn't working. I'm like, Oh my god, you always gotta use fucking excuse. He's like, No, I'm so serious. I'm like, Well come go come get it for me real quick because you know <clears throat> my guy he was like right down the street. So I'm like, come get it for me real quick. So he comes ten minutes later. I, he has his collar on, he has his his leash already, you know, tied on because he comes over here. I pull his chain, walking him over there to, <laughs> to my so my plug, I'm walking into the plug. I'm, and it's so hilarious because my plug, he has like his whole family's outside. You know, his aunties, his uncles. You know, they about they they about to start grilling and shit. I'm walking in. He's not on all fours, but I had to. I'm like, hurry up! He's like, oh shit, they're all out here. My plug, he walks up. He's like, what the fuck is going? <laughs> well, I, I, no, here he he just has to pay for my shit, you know. Da, 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 da. He starts busting out laughing. All his people start laughing, and then here comes here comes the stupid ass puppy. He starts like um stepping on the grass. I'm like, bitch, I yank on his chain. Bitch, get off these people grass. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> the people yeah they all start laughing and then why why is he tell me why he started laughing I, then i got pissed off i'm like why the fuck you laughing uh-uh, nah let's go bitch you, you get a little too comfortable you're here giggling and shit you too happy 
I loved saying, what the fuck are you smiling at when, when, right. I, when I make really, the what's funny. Laugh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, what's funny is me. Cause I'm, a, I'm funny. I'm fun. But, uh, I love to just suddenly turn it on them when they start laughing yeah, at a joke. Yeah, I'm I like, what? It. Yeah. I like that. You gotta keep right. guessing. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Who's talking to you? Who's talking to you? <laughs> <laughs> so like, okay. <laughs> First of all, I love this for you that you have someone 10 minutes away, right down the street. That yeah, you can right? literally be right like. On the block, babe. And he's like, my cash app is not working. And you're like, it does not need to. Oh, you really? live down the street. Yeah, does, exactly. We don't need to be using a cash app. All you need. You live right just there. Just you. You the only one that need to be working in this whole wide world. Just you. You the only one. <laughs> Cash app don't need to be working as long as you working, motherfucker. Come on. <laughs> the Bedpost Podcast is sponsored by Come As You Are. Founded as a worker-owned cooperative, Come As You Are has a fundamentally anti-capitalist and feminist approach to sexual pleasure, health, and education. Come As You Are doesn't profit from your pleasure and only stocks products that they truly love and believe in. Come As You Are has been voted best sex shop in Toronto since 1997. Check them out at comeasyouare.com or 254 Augusta Avenue in Toronto's own Kensington Market. We are also sponsored by Club M4 Toronto. Club M4 is the largest sexually charged lifestyle club in the GTA. And now you can go to their website, www.clubm4.com, but one of my favorite things to do is to go to their Instagram events page and see what they've got going on. Scrolling through here, Cougar's Bump and Grind Night with DJ J. Rodica, Threesome Fridays, Sexy Plus Size Play Party, Buy Pleasure Party, A Night with the Theme Little Black Dress, Game Night, Ooh, A Night with the Prompt Shiniest Outfit, and Fetish Fantasy, hosted by Empress. If anything looks interesting and you want to check it out, head on down to Club M4 at 1989 Dundas Street, Mississauga. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. And for the second half of the episode, we are crashing into number five on our top ten list with episode 409 with MB. So not only 
was this episode a topic-based episode so it was memorable we talked about chastity it was during Locktober and MB was talking about um, chastity from the perspective of, of the person being locked which is not a perspective I don't think we've really talked about on the pod so that was super exciting and then the episode is awesome like MB is just so so good at podcasting, quite honestly. And the other thing that's memorable for me is I really like MB. So I was a bit of a bumbling fool as a host in this episode. And man, I tried to make the most flattering edit for myself on this one. (laughs) But oh my god, it was like, so cringy for me to listen back and just hear me like being thrown and like <laughs> and like a bit I don't know there's something that's like a little intimidating to me about MB and uh <laughs> yeah anyways I'm blushing but um I love this episode regardless of me being an idiot in it and we got to really like have some fleshed out conversation about chastity. So here is a snippet from episode 409 with MB. Th- that thing that you said of like, nobody listening, please don't jump into a full month. Like don't October no. it up unless you've, you know, done little, little bits. So please do a day and then a week and then two weeks and then a month. Yeah. And like, so what is your experience with that? Both of like, where you want to live? Because like, I Mm. I find it really important to say also that the goal isn't doing, you know, the most extreme version of any kink. The goal is what you, you know, pleasure or pain or like what you're, where you're comfortable, like where you want to be finding where you live with this kink. Like the goal doesn't have to be you're permanently, you know, in a cage or whatever. Yeah, I follow a lot of people who are I follow I follow a lot of people who are in permanent chastity or as close to it as you possibly can be. Like Thumper, who I mentioned before, um, is at a point now where he is in a device ninety nine point five percent or higher of the year every year, um, and that is the goal for a lot of people. That's not the goal for me. I'm such a switch that uh, I I want to have a balance of of energy in my life, like where I feel more um, dominant and toppy and where I feel more like submissive. And the the container that I use for submissiveness in my relationship with Kate is usually chastity. Um, So, so for me, like, again, being a nerd, like I track this stuff in a big spreadsheet. Uh, Every time that I've been locked up, what device it was, what the lock date was, what the unlock date was, and it all charts out. So if I look back over the time that I've been playing with chastity, which started in, um, 2020 august of 2020 uh, a lockdown uh interesting oh my god oh my Um, god (laughs) uh that could also have something to do with the rise of chastity uh i think uh just like all of us thinking about being restricted uh, being locked inside i I think it kind of lines up with the trend what purpose does the spreadsheeting and the monitoring is that like part of it for you like is that part of what's interesting like to see I don't know, trends, or uh, maybe there's some sort of, you know, internal competition of like, you know, seeing how long you did that time. Like, does that serve as part of it for you when you're looking back at the spreadsheet? Um, Yeah, yeah, I think so. Like, I think it's, it's good. I I also do this with with other stuff in my life. I've been I've been um, 
I do, I do, I wear an aura ring, which tracks my sleep. I use notion to catalog all of my sex toys, all, all the manuals that go with them. So it's just part of my personality to, uh, to track things. And it, I think it does sometimes give me insight about like, oh, you know, I have been wearing this cage a lot lately. Like maybe I want to switch to this other one or, oh, like the average length of my lockups has been shorter since this thing happened. Like maybe that's worth the conversation, stuff like that. Okay, so it's just kind of inspiring self-awareness and Mm -hmm. um, like checking in with yourself. I haven't done like, you know, quote unquote, like wellness domination in a long time. But at one point I had somebody who I did this ongoing play with and they were a total chart slut. Like they, and still are, but we're just not in a dynamic. But like they wanted Mm -hmm. to chart everything and they just love looking at it. And they love seeing, you know, the charts of when they were, you know, doing really well and stuff like that and yeah there was that thing of like taking the information that you see in the chart and then interpreting it and be like oh what are the factors you know that came into play here and what does this mean for me going forward and like what is manageable for me and um again with like the intentionality and it's just do doing this that intentionally right where you're like, you really want to see how this is affecting you, affecting your life. And like, I don't know, there's something really awesome about that for me, doing this stuff so intentionally. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel when you look at those numbers? Like just saying those numbers to me right now, does that inspire anything? I think it, so looking back at the spreadsheet, um, since I've been doing this in 2020, I've been locked uh, the third, 26, 27% of the time and unlocked the the remaining uh, three quarters. Yeah, I think it it matches up with um, how it feels subjectively. Um, In the beginning, it was a lot of ups and downs of like, like a two day lockup and then a 10 day lockup and then, you know, stuff like that. And lately, it's been more uh, consistent amounts of time. So like seven to 10 days, pretty much every time. And that feels like a really good sweet spot at the moment for me of like, giving me the emotional and um physical feelings that I'm looking for from it. All right. And for number four, this is, this is a really good episode for me only writing it in the uh, uh, top four. So this is episode 389 with Eddie and Alfie. This episode was (laughs) insane. These two are just so fucking funny. And like we did, we talked about some good stuff too. Like we, uh, we hit up some decent topics, but like, oh my God, uh, (laughs) these two are just riffing so hard. And like some of the stories were just like, just so wild. You can hear through this episode, like I'm, I'm laughing so much, um, that I had a pillow, like I, I had my face like slammed into a pillow. You can like, <laughs> when I'm laughing, you can hear like that it sounds muffled. Like that's because I'm just trying to like, uh, trying to save myself some editing work later by just like laughing into a pillow. Like, cause I was just dying through the whole thing. Um, yeah, this is one of my favorite episodes of the year. I'll just go say that now. But um, yeah, they're they're actually just expressed interest to me a couple of weeks ago that they want to come back on. So I would absolutely love this. So um, yeah, here's a clip from that episode. It once again is episode 389 with Eddie and Alfie. Okay, so first of all, my parents, God bless Asian parents, but they do not do the sex talk birds and the beast talk at all (laughs) no at 
all. They just never, make you never. figure it out on your own. Good luck to you. So, like, no one taught me about, like, masturbation and how you're supposed to do it. Uh-huh. So as a as a kid, I'd be like, I my method of like <laughs> of like masturbating would be like making the the you know the Jay Z diamond you, you can do with your hands. Okay. <laughs> you, you know Jay Z throw, throw up the rock. Throw up the rock. Throw up the rock. Yeah, when Jay Z throws up the rock, he puts his hands together to make like a diamond. Okay. I would I would put that face down on the couch. And start thrusting into my Jay Z <laughs> hands, and I thought that was the only way to masturbate. It's a way. <laughs> it's definitely a way. It's a, an interesting way. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it was wild, and like, yeah, I, that means you couldn't. I couldn't really do it discreetly. I would have to make sure no one's in the house because I could only do it face down. <laughs> into a couch yeah you said a couch yeah so <laughs> why well, the yeah. couch why only a couch because like after you're <laughs> am i not i feel like i'm not visualizing this correctly <laughs> this is why the song needs to be on video right now <laughs> so like after you pass through the jay-z diamond you still need oh to God. be like have some friction <laughs> on the other end right? okay. so like i would have to use the couch cushions okay. and like Dude, that wasn't even it. Sometimes I would like take the pillows. <laughs> oh my god! I would, I would go like completely butt ass naked because mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> my par- my whole family left the house every Friday night for some reason, and every Friday night I'll get butt ass naked and start blowing out the back of my pillows <laughs> like for like for like hours, hours. <laughs> <laughs> no one would be the wiser. <laughs> Looking back, I don't know what the hell I was thinking. <laughs> Those pillows have seen some shit. <laughs> I want to know if there was a moment where, when you realized like that wasn't it, like you realized that you could literally just, <laughs> just oh jerk think... off like a normal person. <laughs> Funny enough, I think I saw like a teen movie or something, like one of those like American Pie type movies. Yeah. And there was a scene where a guy was like jerking off, and he did the, the obviously the normal way <laughs> you're supposed to do it, the way more efficient way to do it. And I'm like, oh, that makes, makes way more sense. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. shit. <laughs> That's why I don't let Eddie sit on my couch anymore. <laughs> he will fuck it up. Yeah, he's gonna fuck it <laughs> Bro, your couch is looking bad right now. And for the number three spot, this is a recent one that I just really enjoyed this conversation so much, both because of the guest and the subject matter. It's episode 418 with Samwise the Clown. So... Basically, like, I'm not in the clown world, you know, it's and this is a kinky clown, this guest. And um, so basically, it was like the first time I thought about a lot of these things, like seeing kink through a clown lens. And so much of it like made sense to me. And we just talked about all different things 
the ways you could do like clown kink and all the different ways it could cross over with kinks you already have and whatnot and just like amplify um, your scenes and your activities and stuff. So like I was just like getting so many light bulbs through this episode and uh, in this clip specifically. So take a listen and if you want to hear the full episode, it's 418 with Samwise the Clown. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'll throw, here's, here's a fun thing. Maybe I'll throw a bunch of kinks at you and you tell me how you would do this in a a clown way. (laughs) Okay. Let's do it. I love this. What would like a clown doctor look like a clown and medfet crossover? Oh my God. I'm so glad you asked. That's a good one, right? (laughs) That's good. Personally, I am a huge fan of medfet. Um, I have been wanting to do like, a clown doctor for so long. I think it's perfect because if you think about it, okay, the first thing that I think of is, um, I can't even remember what the movie was called, but there was like a doctor clown, wasn't there? Like Robin Williams played- Oh, Patch Adams. Patch Adams. Yeah. And I think for me, what I find really hot about like a MedFet scene is this idea that like, the doctor is like doing like is p- pretending to be very medically while being a big perv, right? Like that's essentially yeah. what's happening. And I think the fact that like it's not actual medical stuff that's happening, you can really go in a lot of different places with that when it comes to a clown because well, what are all the silly ways that you can use all the medical tools? What are the ways that you wouldn't use that a, that a clown might think of using medical tools, right? Man, that's so sinister. Um, that strikes me as really <laughs> sinister, actually. Um, that does sound sinister. <laughs> because it's like the playfulness is a manipulation tactic. It's a tactic. It's a tool, right? To take advantage of someone who's vulnerable, someone who's sick. It's That's like, whoa, that's like yes. sinister. I like that a lot. <laughs> Because like my first here I am thinking about it in like in a cute way. I know I'm like no, (laughs) (laughs) no. I get though. Know what? Know what it makes me feel like? I play a bimbo doctor a lot of like oopsie, like whoops, like yeah. I do that a lot when I'm in a doctor role doing medfet. If it's a playful kind of domination scene in a medfet, I kind of go to bimbo a little bit. So like that feels a little clownish, like you know, creating oopsies, just creating lots of oopsies. Um, and it kind yes. of plays on fear play a little bit, but in this kind of fun way. I totally agree. I didn't even think about it. Definitely, there is, that could definitely be uh, like a fear play thing as well. Because um, if very close to MedFed is like dental play. And for mm. me, that's like a hard no. I'm not a fan of dental play because it does so so quickly go into that fear area but i know that that would be like really popular for some people would be very much would love to be strapped down with their mouth open (laughs) while a scary clown roots around inside there you know why it's also making sense for me okay because when you're a kid and you're at the doctor dentist specifically when you said this they like give you a balloon or they give you a lollipop or they have like clown wallpaper you know because it's a kid's dentist right so they have colorful weird kind of shit like at child's doctors you know what I mean and like 
something about yes. la- laughing gas and like oh, oh my gosh yes because then you get into forest intox oh forest intox with laughing yes, gas yes forest intox yes exactly oh, yeah exactly that's fucked i feel like that's a movie i've seen at some point I would watch that movie. <laughs> I know, right? I'm like, what is that image in my head of a do- of a clown? You know what? It's probably Batman. It's probably a Tim Burton Batman where, like, the Joker and fucking clowns were, like, doing something with laughing gas. Ugh. That makes a lot of sense. That would make yeah. a lot of sense. I'm thinking of something now where it's, like, a clown being, like, a clown being, like, well, if you don't laugh at me, I'm going to make you laugh at me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, and we're at number two already. And for number two, I gotta put episode 400 with host Goddess Freya Faye. Because Freya is one of my besties. And she did such a good job hosting the podcast. We wanted to mix it up for episode 400. And she was so good at it. And she like did a bunch of prep for it. Like she had a full list of questions for me. And like, I don't know, she was, to me, I felt like she's such a natural interviewer. Like I was just so proud and happy. And obviously, I love any episodes we do together. And I just love spending time with her in general. But like, that one was that one felt special. And she came up with some really cool talking points and uh, questions for me. So like, it's a good one. And you really, you know, hear our chemistry, hear our love for each other. We talked about uh, work a lot because we work with, work with each other at Ritual Chamber. Um, so like specifically for clients, that's a great one to listen to. But also it's just a really like lovely episode to hear two friends uh, we did in person too, which is fun. Um, and yeah, that is the iconic episode 400 with host goddess Freya Faye. Speaking of mentioning things in session. Yes. Do you find that people mention the podcast to you like in a consultation or, or usually, in session? Yep. Mm-hmm. Usually I, I do have in my negotiation questions, one of my like chit chatty questions off the top is like, where'd you hear about me? Yeah. Why'd you book with me? Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's nice kind of chit-chat to get people to relax and stuff. But also it's a bit of a marketing thing for me. Mm-hmm. And, like, where, you know, when you get those little surveys, where did you where hear did about you us? Yeah. Google. No. <laughs> so, like, the bed book podcast. a lot of times it's the podcast. Um, maybe it's, like, I followed you on Twitter forever. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's I subscribed to your Patreon. Maybe it's I went to the Ritual Chamber and I just liked your pictures mm-hmm. you know that one's more rare than any of the others honestly wow um that's probably the most rare so podcast is pretty podcast is up there though sweet. yeah i love a client that's done a bit of research because mm-hmm. i have so much available mm-hmm. i'm everywhere on the internet yes. so like um i appreciate when somebody's like maybe just gone and listened to an episode just to get my vibe before booking i yeah. appreciate that mm-hmm. yeah Get a feel for what you're like, you yep. know, how you present, how you speak, and... I mean, and fall just, in love with me. fall effortlessly, <laughs> effortlessly in love with Lady Pim. I mean, the episode, um, um, I mean, you've done a couple at this point, but, like, people refer to our episodes a lot. So, so I don't know. We yeah. <laughs> We're silly gooses. <laughs> They do, though. People talk about, oh, I listened to the one with you and Freya. Oh, I get thanks. that a lot in, in like, clients uh, when, when I ask that question. They're like, oh, I listen to your podcast. I listen to the one with you and Freya. 
I did that a lot. We like that. <laughs> that makes me feel good. For some reason, that episode, oh. <laughs> people mention a lot to me. The first one or the second one? I don't know. Both? Both, maybe. Both. There's two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now three. Now three. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I am also. <laughs> on an episode right now. Oh, wow. Yeah. We're just hanging out. We are hanging out, but we're also. So yeah. if a client is booking for the first time, so you like them to do their, their research, yeah. what things in particular do you like somebody to kind of um, bring into that first meeting? Bare minimum, I need mm-hmm. to know a couple activities. Some people don't even have that, and that's okay too, I guess. We'll explore, we'll find them. But also, like, you know, maybe just think of a, give me, I need a bit of guideline, mm-hmm. a little bit of an outline. Mm-hmm. I do not need you to plan the whole scene. That's absolutely my job. Yes, do not. But I need a little something to go off of. So, like, think of a couple activities you would like to do and consider why you like those activities. What about those activities do you find interesting? Because I'm a person that's like, you know, I want to go a little deeper than just doing the activity. So like, give me a bit more information that I can work with Mm -hmm. so that I can give you like a nuanced experience Mm -hmm. because we can do the activities. Then we can add the other things you find interesting while we're doing the activities. Mm -hmm. You don't need to show up with much more than that, honestly. Yeah. Practice good hygiene, be hydrated, show up exactly on time, not early, not late. Eat something. Eat fucking something so you don't pass out halfway through. Because of my beauty. Yeah. It's all the day. Fainting immediately. You know, you can bring a cute little outfit. Mm -hmm. You can. That's kind of fun when somebody, like, when I leave them in the room to get ready for a couple minutes, usually people just undress, but some people change into a cute outfit. That's cute, but it's not necessary. Mm -hmm. Some people bring toys, implements, especially if they have, like, specialty kink of stuff we don't have. That's always fun. But, again, you don't have to bring anything. Mm-hmm. So just, like, literally think of a couple things you want to do, and then I'll make it into magic. <laughs> I have witnessed this, <laughs> this so phenomenon. many times. <laughs> this phenomena of making magic. Just give me a little bit. Just, just give me a little bit, and I promise I'll blow your mind. Yes. Yeah. Like, even if it's humiliation. <laughs> We did make magic earlier we this made... afternoon. Yes. We did make magic off of almost nothing. Off of one word. Yes. <laughs> that is I made a great little are. video. <laughs> and then drum roll, please. I think some people might know what's number one. I brought it up recently that, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and agree with you guys because the most downloaded episode by far episode 372 with chloe and erica like most downloaded by far um i think it was posted on turb (laughs) that's what erica said so that might be partially why that is but like Not only did I have two guests, which I don't have on super often, but we ended up basically breaking format and just doing um, like stupid truth or dares and would you rathers and just had a fun one. And it was also fun because my husband, Matt, wrote a bunch of the questions for us. I hadn't pre-read them. I didn't screen them. So you get to hear (laughs) me being surprised by them as well as I read them to Chloe and Erica. And they're just, they're just wacky. (laughs) 
So, I mean, if you're, uh, and, and also Matt makes a couple like appearances because we had some follow up questions on some of these. <laughs> they were confusing and awful to envision. <laughs> so, I think the one I have the clip of, there's an ultimatum of going into like tons and tons of debt. Would you rather that? Or give birth to a watermelon once a month that uh, won't stop screaming until it explodes an hour later or something like that. Like all of the questions were this nuts. So if you're into like just a fun, uh, a super light, fun, funny episode with a bunch of friends, then you will want to check out episode 372. I'm putting it in my top spot, people, with Chloe and Erica. Here's a clip. I feel like... Wow. Get Matt on the line. <laughs> Get Matt on the line. Let me yeah. ask him, actually. Let me ask him. Hold on. <laughs> He's there. Matt? Mm-hmm. We have a follow-up question on something. Sure. <laughs> okay, we have to give birth every month to a watermelon? Yeah. Are, do we have to be pregnant with it, like, the whole time? So you're pregnant. <laughs> the pregnancy only okay. lasts 25 minutes. Okay, so you could get pregnant mind. in the morning and have birth by the afternoon. That's, That's a party fine. trick. That's a party oh, trick. Oh, but you like, can monetize what is... that, speaking about monetization. You sure could. Yeah. However, though, what's happening to your vagine? Like, is mm. it an actual birth where there could be ripping and tearing and you have to heal? It says or does it baby just sized. slide right out? It says baby sized, ba- so an, like an actual. Baby come birth. out like little lizards at a point, and then they get <laughs> Did you just hear that? Not lizards. <laughs> like babies are malleable when they come out. Baby oh lizards. Oh um no, like <laughs> clearly I okay. have not given birth. I am very uneducated on this birthing process, but um, can you get like does is it a painful birth? Or is it just slide Hmm. right out, just poop? I would think, I would say it's like birth. It's like regular birth. So some are less painful than, some are more painful, some are more damaging than others, some are less, you know, grab bag. That's a hell of a lot to put Hmm. your body through every month. You know what? I'm going to take the debt and I'll just hope that I die. (laughs) Oh my God. Not hope for death. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Actually, you know what? The, the debt would go away at some point. No, I mean, you'd be making like these huge monthly payments. You can't yep. get any assistance. You can't file for bankruptcy. You just are yep. always fucking... Stuck with it. But, like, you know, I still carry around my student debt, but mind you, it's not that much, so... Mm-hmm. I don't know. And I wonder... Yep, that's yeah. my choice. Yeah, you're choosing debt? How about you, Erica? I'll take the ja- the debt. Okay. I'm gonna go with the watermelon simply (laughs) because it sounds like fun. It sounds interesting. It sounds interesting. It sounds funny. It screams for an hour. (laughs) And then it explodes. (laughs) Actually, I feel like that'd be really traumatizing every month. You would have to clean it up. But here's my thinking. I think Erica would get really attached to her watermelon baby and then it would explode and and she would be sad every month. Then I'd have to wait till next month and I'd be like, you look the same. You're like the same one. (laughs) And then I would fall in love with it all over again. 
How can you fall in love with a watermelon that screams, I'm a watermelon for an hour, and then it's... Can you yell to to Matt? Yes. Uh, Ask Matt what the watermelon voice is. Tell him to say, I'm a watermelon. Great. Hey, Matt. What can you do? What's the watermelon voice? It screams, I'm a watermelon for an hour. What's the voice? <laughs> I don't mind that. That's that's funny. Well, there we have it, folks. Our top ten most memorable episodes of 2023. Yeah, next week I'm not sure what I'm gonna have planned for you. Hopefully, maybe I find a guest. Maybe I don't. Maybe I think of some other little fun episode I can cobble together. But no worries, because then it will be the end of 2023, and then New Year, new podcast. But yes, you should know where to follow me by now. I'm at the Lady Pim One on Twitter, on Instagram. I'm at the Bedpost Podcast and at the Lady Pim. The Patreon is the Bedpost Show. The YouTube is the Bedpost Show, and I'm also on TikTok at the Lady Pim. And then, last but not least, I never like to go an episode without thanking the lovely lady who does all the original music for my podcast. Her name is Stephanie Copeland, and you can find out more about her at stephcopelandmusic.com. And we've got one more episode before the new year. And then we'll see you next year. So, I mean, until then, get fucked, everybody. Goodbye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar! This episode is brought to you by Allianz Travel Insurance. When you're far from home, anything can happen. That's why more than 70 million American travelers trust Allianz Travel Insurance to protect their adventures. With benefits for medical emergencies and evacuations, trip cancellations, travel delays, and baggage mishaps, you can travel with perfect peace of mind. Learn more and get a quote at AllianzTravelInsurance.com.